で悲しみのかけらだわ。街を閉ざすガラス色の雪。明日を探す瞳さえも曇らせてゆくの闇の彼方。見知らぬ力。Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo, today's episode is a review for Mobile Suit Gundam F91. Again, we're from a TalkofSpirit.com website. You can go there for our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community. The form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good jazz. And also a link up there that says podcast series. You can click on that, and you can find all the rest of our Mobile Suit Gundam、uh, reviews and discussions because we've been doing a lot of Mobile Suit Gundam recently. Uh, thanks to,、uh, in part, by Nozomi Entertainment, because this is another review copy that we got from Nozomi Entertainment and Sunrise. This is a、uh, Blu-ray copy that we got. They also have it available on DVD. But again, it is、uh, Mobile Suit Gundam F1 F91 or Kido Senshi Gundam F91.、Uh, this was a movie that、uh, was premiered in theaters back in March 16th of 1991.、Uh, this came out shortly after. Shars Counterattack and、uh, War in the Pocket.、Uh, it was originally was supposed to be planned as being a full series show. I, I think presumably up to about fifty episodes,、uh, but unfortunately, due to some disputes in production,、uh, it got cut after they just got done doing about thirteen episodes of the screenplay, and so they decided to comprise that into a single movie instead,、uh, which is good to note beforehand because we do there is quite a bit that kind of. Is telling because of that, but yeah, this one as usual is done by Studio Sunrise.、Uh, it is a original.、Um, these genres are military, sci-fi, space drama, and mecha as usual. And、uh, important to note that once again, unlike I think War in the Pocket was not,、um, we're back to being directed and of course created by Yoshiyuki Tamino. And this one takes place in the Universal Century O one two three or one hundred and twenty three. Uh, this is 30 years after Mobile Suit Gundam: Shars Counterattack.、Um, this one takes place in the Frontier Four, yeah, Frontier Four. And during the beginning of this show, it kind of opens up in Frontier Four. We get to meet a couple of members of the cast, and quickly we jump right into basically a war. <laughs>、uh, essentially, the Crossbone Vanguard that is within the Frontier Four decides to try to overthrow Frontier Four. And to try to make it into its new Babylonia, and take control, and then move on from there. And of course, later on, we find out more things about the Crossbone Vanguard, the leadership family that was within it,、uh, their goals and reasoning for taking over Frontier Four, and possibly going after uh, more uh, civilians of of space in general. So, yeah. 
Uh, this one it pretty much follows Seabrook, who is our our Seabrook, who is our character that we kind of open up with and meet in uh, Frontier Four, and he's also joined with uh, I think his active girlfriend at the time, which is Cecilia or Cecily. And I think Cecilia is probably the most crucial part of this one, even though Seabrook is pretty much our main character. Uh, a lot of the focus is more paralleled alongside with Cecilia as we come to find out that Cecilia is actually connected to the Crossbone Vanguard and the leadership family of the Crossbone Vanguard, getting into their family and uh, what her connection is to that. So, yeah. I, I think a lot of this show... <laughs> This, this goes back to getting into the review part of this whole thing is I, I think this show, when I learned that it was scheduled to be a full-length show, uh, it became very clear quickly that I was like, okay, that makes perfect sense because this movie was a solid movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It had probably some of the most epic battle scenes. It, it was It's very grounded in reality. It's very brutal. It's very violent. Uh, it doesn't hold back. There's a lot of, this goes into the warning aspect of it. It's got a very heavy warrior, or, or it has very heavy war violence. It has massacres of people. Uh, a lot of it's graphic, a lot of it's shown. So keep that in mind. Um, but I think a lot of my enjoyment of the show was they introduced a very compelling cast. They had a lot of very great elements that were brought into play. I think uh, Toshino was, was mentioning the idea that his focus or Tomino, his focus on this one was that he was wanting to go with his idea of, uh, the theme was like family problems, family, uh, issues kind of put in there, which was completely clear by the Ronov family that was within this, which is the leading family of the crossbones. I liked that whole family aspect, but it was watching this movie. I was constantly going, am I miss? Did I forget something? Do we, do we, did we not watch something beforehand that we were supposed to watch? Because who are the crossbones and what's, what are they getting to it? It's just, it's rushing right into it and it's, it's making those connections and then it's kind of rushing forward. So I, I think there's an issue there with how they portrayed it because understandably it was supposed to be a full length series, but at the same time it was enjoyable because I was, I was already getting connected with the Rona family, what they were kind of telling there. Uh, th- this huge cast of characters they were introducing with the series was all well presented, and I wanted more by the end of it. And it's kind of one of those things that's unfortunate. It's like I would have, I, I so know I would probably have loved this if this was a full length series. I would have been probably quickly invested into what they were telling because the the characters were probably the, one of the more, the more, uh, uh, relatable and understandable characters that I've had in Gundam series, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that that, that it's interesting to know that this should have been a full, full length series. I, I, I think that is probably, (laughs) I had a very hard time watching this show. I, I, and I don't want to sound like it was a bad show. I just, I never, some of the characters were interesting, but I never felt like I got much out of those characters. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to to really say on this one. It just, it, it, it is easily probably the weakest out of all the, all the Gundams that I've watched so far. I, I was really disappointed with it. I never really felt like I understood what was going on. Uh, 
never really found too many characters that I was truly interested in seeing what their story was. And I think maybe that was where it kind of chopped off a bunch of the initial, this is who these guys are. This is who this group of characters are, why they're doing what they're doing. All it felt like was, okay, big war. And then suddenly, oh, now we know why that war was. And then you got another fight and, oh, now we understand why that fight is going on. Does that make sense? <laughs> You're completely opposite on me on that one then. Cause I, I like the character. I, now I, I agree with you. I, I think that it was partly to do with the fact that it felt rushed because it was, you're essentially talking about taking 300 minutes previously planned as 300, uh, 300 minutes and then condensing them down into 115 minutes. So you're, you're essentially cutting it at least by half. Um, so I would assume that he's going to put enough effort in there to make it, uh, work well. He, they already mentioned the idea that they had to pull out certain story beats just to make it to where it fit, but didn't break the narrative. But it still felt like I was rushed. I mean, I, I I notably remember one scene where a character should be mourning because of something coming into effect, but at the same time they just like shuffle the character over here and then they keep people bickering. It's like, wait, 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 wait. we're 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 still dealing with this issue. <laughs> you can't just throw into it something completely different and break the mood. And that was that element of feeling kind of rushed. It was kind of trying to shuffle the characters, keep them moving, keep them moving because we have this story to tell. But I so I do agree with you that it does feel like you lose your your you're losing chances to actually connect to the characters. You're you're losing uh, any kind of connection to them because you're not giving the time the proper time to actually connect to them. But at the same time, I I see me personally, I see the potential in the characters. I've seen a lot of really cool uh, opportunities there. So yeah, I guess if you get down to the point of actually reviewing this as just what it is and it, it, ignore the stories around the movie and ignore the potential. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to say that it was a solid movie because you're missing a lot of, a lot of key necessities to connect to the characters and really care about what they're doing. I think the only character that I think that came out in the end strong, I think Seabook was still a good character. He, he didn't feel out of place. He, he, he did his thing. Yeah. He didn't have the whole thing of, shoving the dude in the Gundam, which didn't need to be in the Gundam, but he was still outside of that, that element. And that, that push was a, as a good character that I followed him and his sister and his, his family was a, like I said earlier with that element of connecting families, that family was a, was, was something that I wanted to see more of, uh, seeing Cecily and the Rona family was cool. I wanted to see more of that. So there was still something there that I think characters were, there were enough that they they made connections with me, but at the same time, yeah, I can acknowledge the fact that I wanted more. I think that in 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 the same in the same the same fashion, I I do acknowledge that when you when you strip out the bare bare minimum, the story of Cecilia and and or Sicily and and her storyline, they kept that central and and solid story i i i think that her story was easily the most interesting and and the most solidly done through the entire story and i think that 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 came out just fine so uh, don't detract from that that aspect being there it's just 
I and and I'm not I'm not one to bash things for just being okay. There's tons of plot holes. I'm I don't really give a crap about plot holes per se, but I do feel like Seabrook was Seabrook. I want to say Seabrook. I don't know why he wants to say Seabrook. He he as as the Amaro uh, uh, character of this story. He was probably one of the better um, Gundam pilots, for lack of a better term. He didn't. He di- he didn't come off. Yeah, he had he wasn't his whiny. He, yeah, he <laughs> wasn't whiny. He had his breakdown moment, and he got up and he strapped himself up, and he got in the Gundam, and he did it. Did his stuff, and when somebody came in, he's like, "You don't understand what it's like to be in this Gundam, so shut up." I liked that about him. He he just got in there and just got got to doing stuff. And when when Cicely made her deci- decision to do what she was going to do at later points in this story, it was really well done. And and the two of them coming together and and pushing forward the 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 climax of the show was really well done. But I can't I can't detract from the fact that I felt pretty frustrated for a good portion of the show. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the, and I agree with Eric, I, I, but I think a lot of that has to do with the, the rush feel. Because like I said, they opened up a lot of, uh, they had a really colorful cast coming out the, the get-go. I mean, Sam's character design I could question, and he was a jerk, and I didn't want him in the screen, but the, the, it, I, I guess it's really a thing of I can't let go of the fact that there was a lot of potential there. And, th- but my point more is the, more my mentality more is that even without that, even that they not meeting that potential... It was still a cool, uh, compelling story. I I enjoyed it. It opened up having Seabrook. It has his all of his friends getting together. Uh, Cecily getting kind of uh, separated from them. Getting into the Ronoff family. Uh, getting into what the Ronoff family is after. Going towards the the final fight. All that was done well. It's just it, it kind of sucks that when you get to that ending, you're like. But there's this guy, and they just kind of charge off the distance. What? Where, where, wait, where's where that going? And then, it, and of course, it ends with this. Uh, this is just the beginning, or something like that. And it's like, okay, so is there an F ninety one two? And I'm looking up. Okay, he did two novels, and they did a manga later. That's it. Wait, wait. <laughs> it kind of sucks I wanna, because I want to see where the family goes. I made that joke, not even thinking that. And, and now Andrew's revealing it. Technically, it probably was designed to be a fifty episode story, and it's like my joke actually made sense. <laughs> no, his his joke was what. That was like four hours. I'm like, no, it was only like two hours. <laughs> it felt like it took forever, and it, that's just the beginning. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it's a great show I, I, or movie. I, I think it had a lot there uh, that it explored that were cool. I, I think it had a, a, a good main cast. It just it has that shortcomings with the, the speed of things kind of tra- transitioning with the, the lost potential that was kind of there that might frustrate people. Um, but overall, I think it was still a cool show. It had a lot of great action beats in there. Um, a lot of the the war scenes were just kind of tragic. I I don't think there there I don't think there's ever gonna be a time where I see a, a a colony get ripped open on the side and people are spewing out of it that I'm just not like this is so uncomfortable to watch. It's just brutal in how they kind of p- portray that. I, I but I think the the more well, we got troubling cows, part, yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the most troubling or more disturbing parts of this series was when they introduced the bugs. 
Um, and th- so this is kind of be a, a oh, slight. Gosh. This is a slight spoiler for people that want to go with this completely clean. Uh, they entered, they had they kept talking about the bugs, and at some point they finally deployed the bugs. And the bugs were these bladed, these rotating bladed machine killing machines, and they just fly around these colonies and just kill anybody. And they, I, I think that, I don't know if it was that they couldn't find a, a reference to it, but um, somebody had quoted that, uh, Tomino had stated that he chose to do the bugs as opposed to the typical gassing that you would get with the previous Gundam series because he really wanted people to really feel that this was a destructive thing. They wanted people to see the destruction kind of happen rather than it just be gas and everybody falls over. He wanted to, I guess, to my assumptions to make it more impactful. And it literally did that. It was the bug scenes was brutal and it definitely drove home this idea of a purging that they were kind of going after. So that was probably one of the more both disturbing to watch but at the same time, probably one of the more powerful and brutal moments that I've seen in, in Gundam so far. And the shell hitting the poor lady in the head. My gosh, that was just brutal. I've seen the gif of it before, and I've never seen it actually in the show. So now that we're we're grown-up Gundam fans, what about the Gundams? The m- mobile suits. What do we think of those? I did kind of thought it was kind of funny the fact that this one kind of uh, went on the they went with a more smaller mobile suits and that was kind of an idea of the technology changing they were going for more cheaper mobile suits and they were trying to hide that they were creating the mobile suits for this purpose because they were they were they were basically saying they were creating these things for the use of construction and rebuilding but they were actually creating mobile suits on, in disguise so they were smaller I thought that was kind of pretty cool. I think that the 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 one that kind of stands out to I, I I think that one thing out of this at the F ninety one Gundam interesting was the little wings. I don't know what they're for, but hey, that was kind of cool that they he had the little wings. But <laughs> um, what was the one at the end the uh, the big bad uh, mobile suit? I don't remember what it was called, but it was more like a mobile armor than anything. Yeah, but of course, I think arm. a mobile armor is supposed to not be piloted that, or something like that. That actually, as a kind of big bad, per se... It was, was a Psycho actually, Gundam, was, basically, though. Yeah, it was a Psycho Gundam. Um, it was actually kind of intimidating. I, I, I kind of like its introduction and what it was. It, it, it was a very intimidating mobile suit. Yeah. I think Rona was a was a pretty screwed up character to begin with, but that was kind of him personified in a stinking Gundam thing or a mobile suit rather. But yeah, I I, I do want to drive home the idea that one of the things that I appreciated most about this show, and it was kind of something that I got similar out of uh, of uh, War in the Pocket, is that this one did once again really well in showing the chaos of war to the people that are not involved in the war. That opening scene was it was literally we went from here's a uh let's have a, a showing of of uh, uh we're doing a beauty contest beauty contest and it just like instantly from there boom things are people are dying things are falling on people the gundams are crashing through buildings people are frantically trying to survive and it did well again once again like war in the pocket of actually showing that it's not just oh here's a gundam and it's flying this way and it shoots this one and it blows up and we're all happy no it's like people below them are just frantically trying to scatter and survive and I, I appreciate that as well. I always, I always like that portrayal of 
war that seems more real than what it should be, just fantastical and oh, he awakened as a as a as a new type, glitter, 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 and we all win the war and we we all, we go home happy. So I know that's not often in Gundam because it's always depressing. <laughs> Unless it's Gundam build fighters, and it's fun. Well, I think that that was one scene that actually did do well. I, I mean, as they're running along, they see uh, the mom off the side, and they pick up the baby and keep running. I, I thought that was really well. Trying done. to take care of the baby after because the mom's dead, pretty much, or whatever. So it's just really, really brutal. And like I said, I never, never gets old seeing that kind of. Uh, I won't say who it is, but we also got a very moe mom. Yep. <laughs> Riding the moped falls over. <laughs> I think Chris had to point that out. And we're all just laughing about it. Why did you have to point that out? Oh gosh. But yeah, I I recommend it because I think it had a it did a lot of really good things in there. I I think beside putting aside my issues with the pacing and the the knowledge of how it, this should have been a longer thing and having that kind of last moment of okay, where those two guys go to and what's going to happen with this these people going forward. Putting those aside, it was still a solid show that I think brought a cool cast in. It did some really cool things with, like I said, that theme of family and family problems. And uh, we don't usually get really strong families in Gundams that I've that I that I can recall. I mean, we had like Double Zeta was like that. His family relationship was kind of like, well, these people are kind of stupid. <laughs> but this one was really getting into a family and two families technically. So. That was cool to actually have a main character, a pretty much Cecily is probably a main character in my opinion as well in the show, more of a main character than Seabook. Uh, getting those two families and how how strongly focused on them was refreshing for a Gundam series. So if anything, I got that out of it was interesting and new for, for me for Gundam. So I definitely recommend it. If any of what I was saying is interesting, definitely check it out. Um, any final words on it? Nope. No. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's a review for Mobile Suit Gundam F91. Again, we thank Nozomi Entertainment and Sunrise for giving us a review copy of this so that we can check it out, tell you guys about it, and then you can check it out if it sounds interesting to you. Again, it's available DVD and Blu-ray. Um, but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this review of Mobile Suit Gundam F91. And uh, y'all take care. Oh,